What was Ronald Reagan's favorite snack? Find out next on Junk Feed. Yeah, welcome to Junk Food, the podcast about junk food, where we rate and review mystery treats to determine which one will be the undisputed champion of snacks. I'm your host, Mike. Alongside me, as always, Alyssa. Hey, Dad. Hey, Liz. So, what do you call... Oh, my God, you hear my voice. Yeah? What do you call a person with no body and no nose? A person with no body and no nose. Mm, I don't know. The real thing is, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Oh, my goodness. That's a real knee slapper. That's, well, that's something. That was a dad joke, a joke you tell to your dad. If you'd like to submit a dad joke for Alyssa to tell me on the show, you can send it in to us via Twitter at JunkFeudPod or via email to JunkFeudPod at gmail.com. Liz. Yes. Welcome back once again to the world's yeetest podcast. Welcome back. And what's going on, kiddo? It's our Easter episode. Yeah, this is our Easter episode. Alyssa, what do you know about Easter? That there's so many snacks. There are so many snacks. Easter, a great food holiday, an even better junk food holiday, perhaps the greatest junk food holiday list. This is a holiday that is focused around getting candy. What about Halloween? Oh, yeah. I guess Halloween also focused on getting candy. Mm-hmm. You have to work more for the Halloween candy, though. Like no, you, just wake you have up. to walk around the backyard to find eggs. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. So both manual labor involved in getting candy on Side Easter eye, and Side eye. Halloween. Sure. Liz, what are, what are some of your favorite Easter foods? Um, I don't really know. You don't know? Peeps. Peeps? Sure. Marshmallow peeps. Yes. Cadbury cream eggs for me. Eh. Hamless. Easter's a ham holiday. Hey. Um, a big spiral roasted ham. Yeah, except for the fact that I don't like ham. And eggs, Alyssa. What about eggs? Green eggs. Eat green eggs? And ham. No, not green eggs and ham. Easter eggs. We didn't have green eggs and ham on Dr. Seuss Day this year. Uh, no. Liz, Easter eggs, dyed eggs, scotch eggs. How about scotch eggs in particular? We've been making those on Easter. I don't know what those are. Scotch eggs are hard-boiled eggs that are wrapped in sausage and then breaded and fried. Very oh, good. yeah. Very good treat. Cadbury eggs we already talked about. Anything with marshmallow. Marshmallow eggs, white chocolate, Robin's eggs, the malt balls, chocolate eggs, any kind of egg, really. Yeah. Any egg will do. Liz, chocolate, of course, big on Easter. Here's a funny story. Your grandmother once on Easter ate so much milk chocolate that she got sick. And now, like many, many years later, she can only eat dark chocolate. She cannot even eat milk chocolate at all because she ate too much one Easter and got sick. Milk chocolate's the best chocolate. Yeah, I agree. And in fact, this was quite beneficial for me growing up because then I got all the milk chocolate in the house to myself because she would only eat the dark chocolate, which I appreciated. Wait, Dad. Yes. So what what do you rank all the like chocolate flavors? How do I rank all the chocolate flavors? Well, just out of like three. Oh, sure. Well, for me, uh, there's milk chocolate on top, of course, because yeah. that's what I like best. And then this is going to be very controversial and most people will say wrong, but those people are also wrong. Uh, white chocolate above dark chocolate for me. That's what I was about to say. I know. White... I hate dark chocolate. It's just like, it's too bitter. I don't hate dark chocolate. It's just not my favorite. White chocolate, not actually chocolate, but I still rank it above dark chocolate. In fact, it's sweet. It's good. That's right. On Easter, we used to get these little molded white chocolates that I think grandma either made or got from the local candy store. And they were like lambs and robins and all sorts of little Easter shapes. And they were just 
absolutely delectable. My favorite thing that we got in our Easter baskets every year were the little tiny molded white chocolates. And of course, Liz, Reese's eggs. Reese's Puffs, Reese's Puffs. No, not Reese's Puffs, but Reese's eggs. Peanut butter chocolate flavor. In fact, somehow, inexplicably, the reigning defending undisputed champion of Halloween snacks, the champion of junk booed Reese's eggs, which are back in season right now. Yes. And Liz, do you know what else is also in season around Easter? I don't know, Dad. What is it? Well, I'll tell you because it reminds me of this week's snack up next on Junk Feud. Liz, it's... Black jelly beans. Black jelly beans. Alyssa, what do you know about the black jelly beans? Uh, That they're gross. Oh, no. You're one of those? Yeah. Well, I knew that you were because when I told you what we were doing for this episode, you had had serious, serious boo-boo face on about this. You did not want to do it. In fact, you've been putting this show off all week. (laughs) We are now like deep into the weekend. Hours passed when we said we were going to record. Days passed when we had initially scheduled this recording. Months passed. Well, not quite months, but hey, speaking of months, we are coming up on National Jelly Bean Day, which is April 22nd every year. Yay! Yes, Liz, it is deliberately close to Easter because jelly beans are associated with Easter, of course. In fact, they are the most popular Easter candy just behind chocolate bunnies and marshmallow peeps. So the third most popular Easter candy every year, jelly beans. Well, we have to do Bean Boozle. Yes. In fact, we are going to do a few different episodes about jelly beans. This one specifically the black licorice flavor of jelly beans. And we'll get into this on the Jelly Belly episode as you make a disgusting sound into the microphone. Belly Belly. Liz. What? No one knows the exact history of jelly beans. Well then, I guess that wraps up this show. (laughs) Thanks for coming. That's all we've got. Good night. Uh, We do know they were originally Christmas treats in the mid-1880s list, but by the First World War, they started to become associated more with Easter when recommendations were made to mix jelly beans in with dyed Easter eggs in Easter baskets because it would reduce the number of eggs that were required for celebrating because eggs had become so difficult to come by due to wartime rationing. Wow. Yeah, that's a thing we've talked about before. Yes. Some food historians at the Culinary Institute of America say it's also a matter of shape and color, of course. Jelly beans were like roughly the shape of eggs, the symbol of springtime rebirth, and when you would place them in the little grass nests inside the baskets, they would resemble eggs in the nests of birds in nature. Yeah. And the pastel colors were also reminiscent of pastel color schemes that were associated with spring and Easter time, and they were the uh, the sweet treats that were eaten to mark the end of the Lenten fast, which didn't hurt either. Yeah. Yeah, we're coming up to the end of that season that we talked about initially on our Mardi Gras episode when we discussed king cakes. What did I say I wasn't going to eat? Well, if you can't remember, I certainly can't either. (laughs) Let's just say it was broccoli. Let's just say it was when you had broccoli the other night. No, I didn't. I didn't eat it. Oh, well. So I'm staying. Well, then, hey, why didn't you eat your vegetables with dinner the other night? Because for Lent, Dad. Yeah, you sort of backed yourself into a corner there, didn't you? Yeah, sure. Liz, you've said this already. What flavor is the most controversial in an Easter basket full of jelly beans? Licorice. Yeah, that's right. It's the black jelly bean. And we've said this already. What flavor is the black jelly bean, Alyssa? It is licorice. What is licorice, Liz? Licorice is a root that is 50 times sweeter than sugar. Yeah, it is a uh, an earthy, sometimes metallic flavoring that's used to sweeten confections when uh, certain flavors are extracted from the dried root. That's right. Some people, Liz, find the flavor to be bitter and woody and even sometimes medicinal. Ugh, gross. And you probably are one of those people, right? Mm-hmm. 
Well, the root comes from a plant called, uh, I'm going to pronounce this incorrectly here. Glabra. <laughs> Glicorrhiza glabra. Glicorrhiza, where the word licorice, the root comes from. Glicorrhiza glabra. Yeah, that's right. It's typically Burra. typically grown in the Middle East. The name comes from a couple of different Greek roots. See what I, see what I did there? Greek roots. So funny. Yeah. Uh, the two different words in glicorrhiza means sweet root. And licorice has been eaten by humans throughout much of recorded history. Probably it was discovered around 2300 BC or so. So Glicorrhiza glabra, the licorice plant, was used in ancient Chinese religious ceremonies. Hippocrates used it to treat ulcers. King Tut Liss was buried with it. OMG, we just learned about that. That's right. Caesar and Alexander the Great both gave it to their marching troops in order to slake their thirst. And I played Caesar enough in a um, King Tut play we did. You played Caesar in a play about King Tut? Yeah. Oh, interesting. And uh, what exactly did you do in that play as Caesar? Just kind of stood there. You just kind of stood there? Yeah. Well, it's a good thing you weren't playing Caesar in a play about Caesar, because if you were standing there, you would have had to watch your back. Ew. You don't know why, do you? No. No? Okay. Well, I thought be... you said wash your back. Wash your back? No. Well, yeah, I guess afterwards, sure, all the blood and whatnot. Anyway, uh, it was said to be the favorite flavor of the Indian god Brahma, Alyssa. So lots of historical relevance for licorice as a flavor. Oh. And uh, today, Scandinavian countries have a very salty version of licorice called salmiaki, and that stuff is just absolutely wild to taste. Ew, that seems gross. You're saying gross a lot. I, it's, it's almost like you don't like licorice, Alyssa. You think? I do think. I have a very bad history with licorice. Yeah, what is it? Last time I had a Twizzler, it broke my tooth in half. I don't think that's true. Yes, it did. You took me to the dentist. I did? Yes. Mm. Well, I have selective memory. Do you not remember the Twizzler and it broke my tooth? I do not remember the great Twizzler tooth-breaking incident of whatever year it was. Dad, this was two years ago. Well, they were baby teeth, so they don't No. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <sighs> Never mind. Uh, Lissa, when the Crusaders returned to Europe from the Middle East, they used licorice as a generic medicine for everything from upset stomachs to coughs and congestion, and later... Here's kind of the genesis of where we get to licorice as a candy. In 1760, there was a Yorkshire pharmacist. His name was George Dunhill, and he thought to add sugar to make the licorice more power, uh, more palatable and inadvertently created the first licorice candy, which then morphed into these things called Pontefract cakes, which are still Pontefract sold. Pontefract. That's fun to say, isn't it? Pontefract. Sold by Haribo today. Yeah, they're sold by Haribo. They're like little soft licorice coins. No, 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 no. Haribo. Haribo. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Hans Riegel from Bonn. Remember him? From the no. Gummy Bear episode? Stop. R.I.P. to a real one, Hans Riegel. Okay. Anyway, the Pontefract cakes, Alyssa, were the precursors to the black jelly beans that we have today that were so polarizing. But it's tough to nail down exactly when the first black jelly beans themselves appeared, as nobody can quite agree on the origin of jelly beans themselves. But List. America's most prolific modern-day jelly bean purveyor is Jelly Belly, and they started making their jelly beans in 1976 with an original lineup that had eight flavors, which included, Liz, guess what? What? Black licorice jelly beans. Ew. Here's a good year for us, Liz. What else was going on in 1976? This was a big one. Um. You're reading the notes for the first time since you didn't study any of this before <laughs> the show. The first... Cray supercomputer was sold to the Energy Research and Development 
Administration in Los Alamos. And where is Los Alamos? New Mexico. New Mexico, that's right. The first Cray supercomputer. I first heard about them uh, when I was reading the book Jurassic Park. This. They were used for the genetics research there. Star Wars began filming in Tunisia. Tunisia. The Toronto Blue Jays baseball team was founded. We dislike the Toronto Blue Jays immensely, and specifically Joe Carter for his role in the uh, domination of the 1993 Phillies with his walk-off home run in Game 6 of the World Series that year. The Phillies sure showed you up. How about that? Well, yeah, it took them another 30 years to do that. (laughs) Apple Computers was founded by Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak in California. Frampton Comes Alive was number one on the Billboard charts list. What's that? It's an album. I once saw Peter Frampton play a free concert at the Cooper River Park in Pensacon, New Jersey on the 4th of July. He had his talk box with him and he made it say Pensacon, which everyone there thought was uh, a little bit absurd, actually. And that was a celebration, of course, the 4th of July in 1976. The U.S. celebrated its bicentennial, leading children across the country to hunt for little special quarters for years to come. Did you ever get one of those, the Bicentennial Quarters list? No. It's got the little drummer on the back of it. No, no. that was kind of like a big deal when we were kids. Oh. Well, there was no internet. You know, we had to find something to do. I guess so. Family Feud debuted in 1976, Alyssa. With like the Steve Jobs guy? Definitely not with Steve. <laughs> You're thinking of Steve Harvey, of course. Oh, yeah, that one. Steve Jobs, the deceased founder of Apple Computers, we just said. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of deceased, the Son of Sam murders began in New York City, Alyssa. What is that? Uh, Son of Sam was a serial killer who was terrorizing New York City that summer. Was this like real? Yeah, it was a real thing. It was pretty terrible, actually. How many people did he kill? Mm-hmm. Enough. Oh my God. Uh, also around New York City, the Ramones played CBGBs for the first time. Wow. Yeah, that was like a watershed moment for punk rock. The book The Selfish Gene was published by Richard Dawkins. Not Richard Dawkins from Family Feud. Also not Steve Harvey or Steve Jobs. Oh. Uh, That led Alyssa to modern day meme culture. Modern day meme. Yeah, like memes. You know what memes are, right? Yeah. They were first described as uh, genetic expressions in the book, The Selfish Gene. No, Mimi. No, not Mimi. Not Mimi, not from school. Shout out to Adelia. Memers. Uh, Shout out to the Oreo scraper. That's right. That's right. Jimmy Carter won the presidency, Alyssa. Good job. Reggie Jackson signed with the Yankees. Good job. Freddie Prince Jr. was born. Yay. And J. Paul Getty died. Yay? Mm, no, not really. J. Pauline Spaghetti? That's right. A food note here. J. Paul Getty was parodied in the 1966 Batman show as a rich old noodle heiress named J. Pauline Spaghetti. She was courted by the Sandman under his guise as Dr. Somnambula. I'm going to name my kid Spaghetti. J. Alyssa Spaghetti? Sure. Sure. Uh, those were my all-time favorite episodes of The Batman Show. Oh. Liz. Yeah. We've talked about this already. A lot of people, including you, do not like black licorice flavored candy, especially, Alyssa, black jelly beans. Yeah. What are some derogatory nicknames for black jelly beans? I've got a couple here. I don't know. Should well, you I have, say You that? have to read them. They're in the notes. Yes. Satan's boogers. Gross. Fairy dunk. Uh-huh. That's pretty awful, isn't it? Yeah. Would you want to eat something called Satan's boogers? Sure. Well, you're going to today. Uh, Lissa, a Bon Appetit writer once said that they taste like a cross between tree sap and molten tar. Ew. That's pretty gross. Um, The nice thing, however, I will say about black jelly beans is they lead to a bit of a Jack Spratt situation where the people that don't like them leave them behind in the bags of jelly beans, and then the people that do like them get to dig through the bowl and get at them that way. Ew. They are so polarizing, in fact, Alyssa, that in the Bean Boozled game, which you brought up earlier, Do you know what the disgusting flavor that they're paired with is? 
Skunk spray. Skunk spray, that's right. If you choose a black jelly bean and bean boozled, you have an equal chance of it being black licorice or skunk spray. And guess what, Liz? They're both bad. Yeah, some people actually say they have a hard time choosing which is worse. That's disgusting. I, yeah, I agree with that. You agree with that? You're, you're one of those definitely don't like black jelly beans under any conditions people. Yes. You are about to have a bad time then today. <laughs> oh, God. Liz, remember what we were listening to in the car yesterday when we were driving home? Um, Do you remember that band we were listening to? No. The Grateful Dead? Oh, yeah. Europe 72 Live? We're like licorice. Yeah, Jerry Garcia of the band The Grateful Dead once said, of his band, we're like licorice. Not everybody likes licorice, but the people who like licorice really like licorice. Got it. Yeah, he was using that pithy turn of phrase there to sort of describe the way that deadheads would follow The Grateful Dead around the country and... Just the fact that a jam band like that was not exactly popular, but for the people that liked them, they really, really liked them. Yeah. What's your favorite Grateful Dead song list? Um, I don't know any Grateful Dead songs. You don't know any Grateful Dead songs? No. Not even the ones we listened to in the car yesterday? <laughs> no. Uh, do you know any Deadheads? You. I'm not exactly a Deadhead list. I will tell you a story, though. Uh, Jerry Garcia died when I was in middle school, I think. And I had heard plenty of Grateful Dead songs before. Grandma and Grandpa played good music when I was growing up, so we listened to the Grateful Dead occasionally, but I didn't really know anything about the band. And when Jerry Garcia died, it was like a big deal on the local Philadelphia radio stations. And there just happened to be a little shop in our town that was called Flashbacks. And uh, they sold a lot of like 60s and 70s themed memorabilia. So like blacklight posters and incense and bead curtains and lots and lots of Grateful Dead stuff. And I have a bead curtain. You do. That's right. All of a sudden, everybody in school was a Grateful Dead fan because Jerry Garcia's death was very popular and there was a local store that was selling Grateful Dead memorabilia. So all the kids in school were buying up all the Grateful Dead junk that they could afford. Everybody had like that lightning bolt skull poster on their wall. And I think I had a lighter with the little dancing bears on it that we used to light firecrackers. Mm. Yeah, it was kind of a big deal. So you can't even name one Grateful Dead song? No. I think probably Franklin's Tower is my favorite. Mm. Have you ever heard Franklin's Tower? No. No, no frame of reference for this whatsoever, huh? Mm. Well, Liz, here's the thing. People that like licorice really like licorice, according to Jerry Garcia. And even though you don't, and even though I thought that everyone hated black jelly beans just like you, I was wrong, Liz. Yeah. Yeah, can you believe this? Black jelly beans, even though we say they're very polarizing and controversial, they're actually quite beloved. Ew. Here's a funny thing about that. Uh, for a long time, I thought that black jelly beans were my grandpa's favorite jelly bean flavor because my mom had once told me that he liked them. Oh. Yeah. And then I brought that up to grandma one time recently. I said, oh, weren't black jelly beans grandpa's favorite? And she said, no, they weren't his favorite. He just liked them. He wouldn't like refuse them. He didn't go out of his way to eat them or anything, but he wouldn't throw them away. But that is the nature of black jelly beans. They're so polarizing that if someone tells you that they like them, it's such a shock to you to think that that I thought that they were my grandpa's favorite flavor. I just assumed that's what it meant. Yeah, that's kind of weird. There may actually be, Alyssa, some personality traits that are associated with liking black jelly beans. Did you know that? Like what? Well, educationworld.com has this table of personality traits that they presented that are linked to an experiment where you have a free selection of jelly bean colors. And they claim, based on a study from a major university, although they didn't offer a citation for that, that if you select a black jelly bean, those traits that you might have are associated with people who are enthusiastic and smiley and playful professionals. Mm. Yeah, do you think that's true? No. No, it's probably like close to 100% nonsense. <laughs> but like uh, the people with MBAs that do Myers-Briggs type indicators and are into super astrology, they, they really just eat this kind of stuff up. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, star signs for people that are business professionals and don't know any better. Oh. Yeah. Here's real talk, though, Liz. If nobody liked black jelly beans, they would not be for sale anywhere. Yeah. They would just fade away. They'd be out of production. But in fact, Liz, they are for sale. Hmm. In fact, Alyssa, on the Jelly Belly website, there are 59, 59 different product configurations featuring the black licorice flavor. Whoa. You can even, if you are so inclined, buy a 10-pound box of just black licorice jelly beans for like $100. Would you ever do that if you liked it? If I liked black jelly beans, I would not buy a 10-pound box. I don't think I could eat 10 pounds of just black licorice jelly beans. And Liz, we're going to find out in a moment why you shouldn't do that at all, actually. Oh. But before we get to that, uh, here's a weird news item. The Just Born Candy Company, which is yet another Philadelphia candy company, Liz. Whoa. Now, as ever, Philadelphia remains the world's sweetest city, I would say. Uh, they're not making any jelly beans this year, black licorice flavored or otherwise. Oh. And it's not because people don't want them. It's just that people want other things that they make more because Just Born makes marshmallow peeps, Liz. Oh. And they make Mike and Ike's and hot tamales candy. And they said they need the production line space for those candies, which are more in demand this year than ever. So they shut down all production of their jelly bean line so they can recapitalize the space for those other products. Oh. Yeah, it doesn't mean you can't get jelly beans at all this year. It's just that you can't get any just born jelly beans. Yeah. Now, Liz, you think probably that it's crazy that people might like black jelly beans, right? Yes. But there are some legitimate reasons that some folks like you don't like black jelly beans, like scientifically. Like why? Well, because there's this group of foods that all have a similar flavor compound in common. You've heard of some of these foods. Uh, fennel, anise, star anise, and of course licorice, they all have this thing, which is a secondary metabolite that's called anatole. Oh. Yeah. It's uh, the flavor that you think of when you think of all of those things, like that stark, metallic, woody, earthy, sweet licorice flavor. Yeah. So especially black licorice and jelly beans. If you're on YouTube, Adam Ragusea did a really good video on this. It's an interesting compound list. It's antimicrobial. It's antifungal, which is nice. Um, but it's probably something that you either naturally like or dislike, like cilantro, for example. It tastes like soap. You think and mom thinks that cilantro tastes like soap, probably because you both have a genetic predisposition to believe that because you've got a marker for it. Now, no one has identified a genetic marker for liking or disliking the licorice flavor yet. And it's possible, in fact, that people that don't like the flavor just have a negative behavioral association with it. Wow. Do you know why that might be? Why? Because it's used in strongly flavored items that possibly have had negative implications in their lives before, like NyQuil, for example. NyQuil uses licorice flavor to disguise its medicinality. Ew. So like if you've ever been sick and had to take NyQuil, you probably have a negative association with that flavor. I've never had NyQuil. Well, you should count yourself lucky. How about Jägermeister? I know you've never had that. Mm-mm. <laughs> Jägermeister is uh, an alcoholic beverage about which... The less said, the better, I think, for most people out there. Hmm. It also may be, Liz, the reason that some people don't like black licorice. It also might be a reaction to the extreme sweetness in some licorice candies, which is similar to saccharin, which is artificial sweetener in Sweet and Low, which a lot of people find unpleasant. You looked through all those artificial sweetener packets the other day when we went out to brunch, didn't you? Yeah. There was uh, Equal and Sweet and Low and what's the yellow one that mom likes? No idea. I don't remember either. It'll come to me. Anyway. Here's a crazy one, Liz, and this is what I was talking about earlier. There are good reasons not to eat 10 pounds of black jelly beans in a sitting. Here's a really good one. 
there was a 51-year-old Ontario man who was hospitalized with hypertension. Do you know what hypertension is? High blood pressure. High blood pressure, yeah. And uh, also low levels of potassium. For three days, he said, upon his admittance, he had been experiencing stomach pains and vomiting and other symptoms. And it turns out he had recently developed a black licorice jelly bean habit and had been eating like 50 black jelly beans every day. Even after he had been admitted to the hospital, he was eating the black jelly beans in the hospital. So here's what happened. The doctors noticed this and they made him stop and his levels quickly returned to normal. And the culprit was the glycorrhesion in the black licorice flavoring, which is known to cause high blood pressure and low potassium lists. Oh my gosh. Yeah. In fact, the results of his hospitalization were captured in the Journal of Postgraduate Medicine. There was an article that was written there called Licorice-Induced Hypertension, a case of, I'm going to get this word wrong, pseudo-hyperaldosteronism. <laughs> That's a big one, huh? Whoa. Due to jelly bean ingestion. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, this is apparently a well-known phenomenon, too. In 2015, there was a German man who suffered vision impairment because of licorice poisoning. He ate too much licorice. In 2015, also a young Italian boy was experiencing seizures due to his licorice candy intake and lists. What? In 2019, the New England Journal of Medicine reported on a guy that died after he had a heart attack induced allegedly by low potassium levels that were associated with increased licorice intake. Oh my gosh. So like maybe don't eat black jelly beans if you have high blood pressure? Yeah, maybe. Well, you have low blood, low, high blood pressure. Allegedly. Oh, gosh, Dad. Hey. Maybe you should skip out on this one. Well, I'm definitely not going to skip out on this one today because we're only going to have a few. Uh, But you know who liked to eat a lot of black jelly beans? Who? Former President Ronald Reagan. Who's that? Ronald Reagan, the actor? Um, no. Well, yes, actually. I don't know who that is. You don't know who Ronald Reagan is? No. Ronald Reagan, the actor? No, you already said that. I know. I say it every time I hear his name because it's from Back to the Future. But yes, former president of the United States, Ronald Reagan lists. Oh. So uh, in 1966, Reagan was trying to quit smoking because he was going to run for governor of California. And he decided that to uh, kind of stave off those nicotine cravings, anytime he wanted a cigarette, he would instead eat some jelly beans. And his favorite flavor was black licorice. We're going to talk a lot about Ronald Reagan and jelly beans when we get to uh, our big jelly belly episode in the future. Okay. Liz, yeah. candystore.com does a map of the most popular jelly bean flavors based on nine years of customer purchasing data that they have. Guess nine? what? Nine years. Nine times. What was that from? Do you remember? Oh, but I Ferris just Ferris Bueller. We just, just watched it. it. Nine times. Okay. Guess what was number one until 2019? What? Black licorice jelly beans, the most popular jelly bean flavor. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So for all the people that don't like them, if you don't like them, stop buying them, huh? Got it. Here's something else that was controversial In 2019, black licorice jelly beans dropped to number two. Guess which flavor overtook them to be number one? One of my least favorite flavors. My second favorite flavor of all time, also a bit controversial, buttered popcorn. This, it it's so gross. Guess what? What? Black licorice jelly beans are still the favorite flavor in eight different states, including New Jersey, and remain number two overall to this day. Ew. So for a lot of people, including most people here in the Garden State, they are still their favorite flavorless. Wow. And guess what's my favorite part of this show? What? Alyssa reads the ingredients. Okay. Go uh, ahead. <laughs> um. So sugar, corn syrup, modified food starch, corn starch. 
natural and artificial flavors, carnauba wax, uh-huh. confectioner's glaze, white mineral oil, beeswax, red 40, blue 1, yellow 6, yellow 5. Yeah, all those uh, waxes and glazes are what give the jelly beans their shiny coating on the outside. And you remember what confectioner's glaze is, right? Shellac? Yeah. The excretion from those beetles? It's yeah. Like, like beetle juice? Beetle juice? So are you Duh. ready? I know you're not. I know you don't want to do this, but we have to do it. Are you ready to get to the rules of the game? Yeah. Yeah, boo-boo face. Junk Feud is a culinary clash to see which treat will be crowned the undisputed champion of snacks. It's a King of the Mountain-style battle in which the reigning champ takes on a new challenger each week to see which snack reigns supreme. Yes. And Alyssa. Yeah? The reigning defending undisputed champion of snacks is... Butterbeer. Butterbeer. It had a bit of a return to form last week against Cracker Jack and all of those other caramel-coated popcorns with peanuts. It, yeah. was, uh, it was nice to see the champ all healed up back in action after some close calls in the prior weeks. Yes. I was actually kind of disappointed in the outing for Cracker Jack because it's such a classic treat. But it's not good. You know, maybe... What? <laughs> you said it was good. You gave it a B, maybe a B plus even. Yeah, but it's not good compared to Butterbeer. Oh, I thought it was pretty good. It was the first junk food, and uh, you know it's associated with baseball, our favorite sport. Okay. Oh, well, nevertheless, right? So yes. today, Liza, we are trying black jelly beans. We are going to try your like bog-standard Brock's Bird's Egg Easter Basket-style jelly bean, and of course, the smaller uh, Jelly Belly Gourmet jelly bean. So we'll have a big kind of uh, chewy one from... Brock's, like you might get in an Easter basket, and then the smaller little uh, shiny Jelly Belly standard gourmet jelly beans. Okay. But Liz, what? we also have a run-in. What? We're going to try some actual black licorice. I have black no. licorice Twizzlers here, the no, OG itself. Dad. And I actually had the opportunity to buy a bunch more of those like chewy Australian style black licorices, but I, I decided I would let you go a little easy today. Thank you. So here we go. Here we have up first, and of course, I forgot to mention, in the studio today, live, we have friend of the show, Alex, who's going to also try these treats with us, and she's laying on the couch right now, <laughs> pretending to be asleep. I want to try. I want to try. If these go all over the place, you're going to clean them all up. Stronger than you, Dad. Good job, muscles. Ew. Ew, they smell bad. <laughs> yeah, so like, immediately upon opening these up, there is that very sweet, but also very medicinal smell. Of black licorice. They smell like cough syrup. They really Or I do. guess b- cough syrup smells like black licorice. Anyway, here's one for you. Here's one for me. Alex, you want one? Why is it so big? So immediately looking at these, these are large jelly beans, like the big bird's egg. And they actually look like the shape of a bird's egg. A little bit, a little bit more like an egg than like a bean, I would say. They have a shiny coating on them, but it's a little bit more of a matte finish than on the Jelly Belly jelly beans. So let's, let's take a bite. Here we go. And you are making an incredible face right now. No, you have to eat it. You're going straight for the water. I actually don't dislike these. They're very sweet, like super sweet. The outer shell is crunchy. The inner bean is a lighter color. You can see the sugar crystals in it. It's very chewy inside. Alex, what do you think? Pretty good, she said. How about that? You have taken half of a bite, Alyssa, and you are shoving it over towards me. Mm-mm. So do you want another one? No. Well, I have bad news for you. You have to try one of the Jelly Bellies now. No. So the Jelly Belly black licorice jelly beans are much ah. smaller. You could probably eat a whole bunch of these in a sitting. They have the Jelly Belly logo printed on them in a little bit of a white food dye. 
They're also these are also jet black, like just as dark as the Brock's bird's egg jelly beans. There's these a little are worse. Oh, <laughs> these these actually are worse. Yeah, and they're not. Again, I don't dislike them, but I think the Brock's jelly bean is a little bit more of that traditional, very sweet, very medicinal licorice flavor. This one has a little bit more woodiness, a little bit more earthiness to it. Brock's a little bit more metallic. Do you want to try one of these, Alex? No, you said no. <laughs> yeah, black licorice, probably not the flavor that appeals the most to children, I'll say. Yeah, I don't think so. The Jelly Belly Bean has a bit of a thinner shell on the outside, less crispy, less crunchy than Brock's. Again, not bad. I wouldn't turn these away if they were the only thing left, but I probably oh my gosh. wouldn't go out of my way to eat these first thing. So now let's try the licorice. We're going to do a whole show on Twizzlers, of course, but the Twizzlers Twists artificially flavored licorice candy in the one pound bag direct from the supermarket. I couldn't find a smaller bag, unfortunately. So somebody's going to have to eat all this junk. You. No, I'm not eating it. Oh, th- so there's a very different smell for these. Ew. I don't Ew. even know how to describe this. It doesn't smell really like licorice, honestly. It smells like like rubbery, like plasticky almost. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Whoa. You are whipping the licorice twist around your head like it's a lasso, like you're at a rodeo. So I like the um, pliability of the licorice twists. The I think the plasticky odor is a little bit reminiscent of it? the plasticky texture as you rub the licorice twist on the microphone. That's very mature of you. Thank you. Going in. <laughs> I don't like it. So it does have that black licorice spiciness. Alex, you want one of these? <laughs> Still no. Wow. I Yeah, I don't like it. You also don't like it. I don't even know how to better describe the, the other taste two, of this. Though, it's, I like these other than the better ones. <laughs> these are better than the other ones because they're like, it's like less as a flavor. Yeah, the flavor is less pronounced in these, I'll say. Yeah. This is more of a textural experience, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Again, not great. So what do you think, Liz? D minus. Well, I forgot to mention, because really I just wanted to see your reaction, so I like dove into it here. I should say, Liz, it's crunch time. Crunch time. We rate our snacks using a tier list from sprinkles to fun dip, so because snacks can be graded A, B, C, D, or F. I don't even want to wait for you to get through this. I just want to get it over with. <laughs> <laughs> the best treats earning the... Ex- <laughs> <laughs> the very best treats, earning the elusive S tier ranking. The following contest is scheduled for one serving. One serving. <laughs> and it's for the undisputed championship of boo-boo face junk food. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's hit the bliss point. Uh, you did not like these. D minus for everything. D minus for everything. Even though you describe some differentiation among them, you just say flat out D minus for everything. Not an F though, huh? Mm-mm. I'm surprised. I thought you would give them an F. I give the Jelly Belly ones an F. Those were gross. Wow. So, okay. So, Jelly Belly Black Licorice Jelly Beans F, Twizzlers Black Licorice Twists D minus, and Brock's Black Licorice Flavored Bird's Egg Jelly Beans D minus also, right? Yeah. I'm going to say, I'm going to say D plus for the Licorice Twists, the Gentleman's F. Yeah. Also D plus for the uh, Jelly Belly Jelly Beans because there was, there was something in there that I couldn't quite place that I didn't like, but the Brock's. Bird's egg Easter eggs, uh, jelly beans, excuse me. The Brock's bird's egg jelly beans, C minus, still still below average, wouldn't go out of my way to ever eat these, but like not not the worst thing in the world. We've had worse stuff on this show than black licorice jelly beans. Like what? I don't know. Oh, what did, the, what oh, did we give an the F to? The other jelly beans, like what? the ham, <laughs> hamburger ones. 
Oh, the um, oh, those were gross. Yeah, the so tailgate gross. candy corns. By yeah, those were absolutely disgusting. I would never eat one of those again. We threw the whole bag away. We had like a, a whole bag left. Yeah, but I'll probably. I mean, I pulled what eight black licorice jelly belly jelly beans out of that bag of 30 different flavors so i'll probably mix them back in and i'll eat them if they come up not a big deal i won't but what do you what do you say now Alice? i mean it's not even a question is it yeah no you're a winner and still reigning defending undisputed champion of junk food it's butterbeer butterbeer butterbeer's gonna have a difficult challenge next week though Alyssa. we've got a favorite snack that's gonna be coming up on this show can you say it and then bleep it out? No, I'm not going to do that. Why would I do that? I'll just not know. say it and not have to bleep it. I want to know. You know what I will say, though, Liz? What? No Oreo rule this week, although Grandma did send us a picture. She had some Oreo beignets. Beignet? Yeah, she said they were too greasy, but they What's really- What's an Oreo beignet? Well, an Oreo beignet, in this case, was really just like a deep fried Oreo because she showed us uh, how the restaurant prepared them, which was to make beignet dough and then wrap it around an Oreo, which is essentially what you do if you make fried Oreos. Yeah, anyway, she said they were good, but just too greasy. Speaking of deep fry. Speaking of deep frying, every week on each episode, we ask a very important question. Can you deep fry this week's snack? Obviously. Will it deep fry? And yes, of course. Inexplicably, at the Eastern States Exposition, the Big E, Alyssa Atlas Obscura found deep fried jelly beans, including deep fried black jelly beans. Yeah. And they were, you guessed it, coated in funnel cake batter and then fried and dusted with powdered sugar. You can also get them at a place called the Fifth Third Ballpark, which is a minor league baseball stadium where the West Michigan Whitecaps playlist, that stadium also features crazy junk food like unicorn popcorn. Mm -hmm. They have a treat called the River Rascal, which is a hot dog that's topped with Alyssa peanut butter, chili, pickles, and last week's snack, Cracker Jack. Ew. They also have a thing called the Rocky Bal Burrito, which is, Alyssa. What? You guessed it, Frank Stallone. No, Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> no, a Philadelphia cheesesteak burrito. Whoa. All of that sounds uh, really awful. And I think probably deep fried black jelly beans are also really awful. You know what's not awful, though, Liz? What? The back of the box. Yeah. And it's time to check out the back of the box, a weekly segment where we play a little game. Would you like to play yes. a game? Yes. You just want to get this over with. Huh? I can't say no. I mean, I guess you could, but I would force you to do it anyway, because that's the show. Exactly. List this week's segment is a new one. It's called Seasonally Appropriate. Yeah. On Seasonally Appropriate, a new recurring segment on Junk Feud, we try seasonal snacks that don't really fit in at any other time of the year. And this time on Seasonally Appropriate, Alyssa, we have some stuff that's related to marshmallow peeps. Yeah. That's right. Marshmallow peeps, seasonal varietals of all shapes and sizes. We're going to do a full episode on peeps probably next Easter, if I had to guess. But today we have... Well, actually, today we don't have, but we've eaten these already. Dr. Pepper Peeps, Alyssa, which were a Walmart exclusive new for 2023. So good. They were very good. We had those. You had them twice. No, three times, actually. I ate three packs. They, surprisingly enough, tasted just like Dr. Pepper. It was so uncanny. It was really weird. They were really good. We also have, Alyssa, speaking of Peeps and sodas, we have Peeps flavored Pepsi, a limited edition, which I'm looking forward to. Oh, yeah. We had a special Peeps flavored milkshake kit that we picked up from Target. You haven't actually tried that yet. Yeah. And then I also picked up a couple of different seasonal flavors of marshmallow Peeps that I saw at the store. Birthday party cake. Do your cough, please. I can't breathe. Come on. <coughs> okay. Okay. And sour watermelon, Alyssa. Yeah. Are you ready to try these and see what you think? Yeah. 
So we're going to have some party cake and sour watermelon peeps, and we're going to wash them down with peeps Pepsi. Alex, you want to try these too? Yes. Yeah, that was a stronger yes than for the uh, jelly beans, huh? I want to open the watermelons. So you're going to open up sour watermelon, and I'm going to open up birthday party cake. I'm not crazy. I think I've said this before. I'm not crazy about birthday cake flavor candies because it's just like an extra sweet artificial vanilla, which I don't dislike, but I don't go out of my way for it. Anyway, here they are. Ooh, and wow. Well, the part. <laughs> okay, so the sour watermelon ones just smell like Sour Patch Kids watermelons. Yeah. Sour Patch watermelons. These birthday party cake ones. Take a whiff of this list. Whoa. Oh my goodness. The sour watermelon peeps are pink inside and green on the outside. Yeah, right. That's Alex. pretty cool. Alex, here you are. Look at it. The party cake ones are speckled like they are a funfetti cake and they smell like a stick of butter. They really do. Okay. These are really soft. Yeah, these are fresh and super soft. Liz, we're going to talk about this on the Peeps show, but I prefer my Peeps completely stale. In fact, usually when I get them for Easter, I pop a little hole in the plastic wrapping and then I wait until the next Easter to eat them when they're like really hard and crunchy. Ew. It's not ew. It's the best way to do it. No, no. This first. (sighs) Okay. So party cake first. Alex, would you like a party cake peep? Okay. I'll have one. These are super speckled. They look like a robin's egg. All right, party cake peeps going in, first of all. Just tastes like a peep. Yeah, it tastes like a peep. I don't get anything from this. That's fine, but whatever. Maybe a little bit of like a cooked cake, like a like a baked cake flavor on the on the end. That. You're not getting any of it? Mm-mm. I mean, they smell so buttery and so vanilla-y, just like a cake, but yeah, I'd, wow. That was, uh, I mean, the sweetness was overwhelming, so I didn't really get any okay. other flavor from it. Sour watermelon. Sour watermelon peeps next. I'd say party... Party cake peeps are less than, like, I'd say they're below average. All right, ready? Holy sour. Wow, yeah. Alex, you are peeling the head off of yours right now, (laughs) doing some peep mutilation. These were good, Liz. Sour watermelon. The entire outside, because the peeps are coated in that very, very fine sanding sugar on the outside, I think that fine sanding sugar was mixed in with that citric acid Mm -hmm. coating that Sour Patch Kids get. And there's a lot of it. There's a lot of surface area on the outside of a peep. So these were exceptionally sour but good like that really good sour watermelon taste that you get from those chewy sour patch kids watermelons i like those let's let's wash it down with some peeps pepsi alex i have one here for you if you'd like it these are in the little tiny seven and a half seven and a half ounce cans there's no way i could drink an entire can of Mm -mm. well of any pepsi first of all but especially peeps pepsi even in this little can there's still 100 calories and 26 grams of sugar good grief the the can is adorable. It says 2023 limited edition on it. It's got the traditional Pepsi logo, like the one that CM Punk has tattooed on his body. And there's a little peep next to it, like a little um, the little peep chick. And then there are graphics of the peeps bunnies in relief around the can. So let's give it a shot here. Limited edition peeps Pepsi. It just smells like Pepsi. Oh boy. Wow. Try that, Liz. Whoo. Whoa. That is sweet. Oh my. It's like a like a supercharged vanilla Coke flavor. Like a marshmallow injection into this Pepsi. Oh my God, I can hear the enamel on my teeth screaming. That's rough. I'm glad these are in the small cans. There's no way I could ever drink a full can of this. That is so sweet. Me either. I like it. It's It sort of reminds me a little bit of Coke Starlight that we had last year. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. Yeah, sort of like a marshmallowy flavor. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that's pretty good though. 
So I think we said below average for party cake, above average for sour watermelon, probably above average for uh, Peeps Pepsi as well. What do you think, Liz? Yeah. You're going to... You are going to eat this entire box of sour watermelon peeps like right now, aren't you? Mm, no. No, of course not. Oh my gosh. What's it called? Dr. Pepper peeps for me, they get an S tier. Dr. Pepper peeps are an S tier for you. Yeah. Wow, that's unbelievable. Do you think they could beat Butterbeer? Mm, no. No, but it would be close, right? Yeah. That's amazing. So, yeah, if you get a chance, check out Dr. Pepper peeps. I think peeps Pepsi is also worth trying. The only way I could get it was in like a 10 pack though. So it's going to take us a while to get through these. Anyway, not probably not your favorite episode as far as snacks go today, Liz. Definitely not. <laughs> you were so bummed out when I told you we were doing black jelly beans. Well, dad, while we're here, can we do one of those since we're short on time today? Oh, you want to cleanse your palate real fast with an impromptu around the world in 80 bites? Yes. All right. I will reach into the mystery box. I can't believe we're doing this. This is unprecedented. <laughs> I'll reach into the mystery box of international snacks, and we will try... Can you try to get a bag of chips? Uh, well, I'll get a bag of chips. Sure. There's one right on top here. These are Golden Fluff Enchilada Tortilla Chips. These are from Lakewood, New Jersey. What? Bruh. <laughs> no. Get something else. No, well, they're manufactured in Lakewood, New Jersey. They have some... Uh, other you get something that's from New I mean, Jersey? these are, well, they're manufactured in New Jersey, but this is a snack from another country. I'm going to guess, based on the color scheme and with the like mascot in the sombrero with the maracas, that these are probably from Mexico. So we will try Golden Fluff Enchilada Tortilla Chips real fast before we get out of here. What do you think? Yeah. Well, they don't smell great. They smell like packaged food. Mm, they kind of, yeah. They look like, uh, like bodega Doritos. Let's see. These are definitely Mexican. So they're, um, yeah, they've stale. got a little bit of, they are a little <laughs> stale, actually. The, the chips are a very thick tortilla chip, like a crunchy boy. Not bad, though. Not terrible, but a little stale. It tastes like the oil has gone a little off, like a little rancid that they were fried in. I'll finish the bag, though. There's a little bit of flavoring on them. These are not like... Doritos style where they're just blasted with flavor dust. These are like some of those lightly flavored tortilla chips. They say enchilada flavored. I guess I can pick it up. It's just vague Mexican spices. Probably if I had to guess like cumin and oregano. Let's see. Salt, spices, yeast extract, onion powder, tomato powder, garlic powder, bell pepper, paprika, cocoa powder. Interesting. Jalapeno. So yeah, some traditional Mexican flavors in there. Not bad. Not the best thing I've ever had though. They look Italian with the colors though. Well, yeah, same colors on the Italian flag and the Mexican flag, for sure. So well, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm kind of disappointed that these snacks did re did uh, did not reach us in excellent condition, Liz. But you know what did? This podcast, of course, should reach you in excellent condition. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. If you've got a question for us, you can write to the address on the label. That's junkfeudpod at gmail.com. Liz, any final words before we wrap it up? Those were disgusting. Those were disgusting are your final words for black jelly beans. Well, uh, the good news is about half of the audience of this show will probably disagree with you. Okay. You don't care? No. And no final words? No. No, of course. This podcast has contained your recommended daily allowance of fun. Fun. Although not really today. This was kind of a down one because you had such boo-boo face so all day. So nuff. Yeah, that's right. When it's not fun, it's nuff. 
Yeah, well, for more, go to Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you choose to be social and find us at Junk Feud Pod. You can watch fun-sized reviews on YouTube, buy our merch on Public, and don't forget to catch all the snacks in each and every week wherever you listen to podcasts. Until we see you again, for Alyssa, I'm Mike. Hasta lasagna. Don't get any on ya.